Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 90. I thought it would be really fun today to share an episode about what it is like to travel in an RV with a cat. So today was a really fun day for me. Today was the first day that I took my kitty Tucker out in the kayak on the lake where I am currently camp hosting. I got up this morning and the lake was so smooth and clear and it was my day off and I was walking with Tucker down by the lake on her leash and I just decided, you know, I've been thinking about taking her in the kayak. Why not give it a shot? So I decided to put her in her backpack because she feels comfortable in that and um, kind of got, you know, the kayak already set her in it as gently as I could. It did tip, the kayak didn't tip over her backpack, kind of tipped over. But um, we paddled out a little bit and then I opened up the top of the backpack where she jumps in and out. And um, she actually decided to jump out and was really curious, maybe a tiny bit scared. Um, she meowed maybe once or twice and then I just decided to head back into the shore. Like I said, it was probably like a 10 minute trip. I didn't go very far from the shore, but I wanted it to be far enough so that I didn't want her to try to jump for the shore, which turns out when we did get close, she did jump, landed in the water, got a little wet, but just sort of um, seemed to shake herself off and was, was fine. She didn't really seem freaked out by it or anything. And so I think I might try it again. I'm not sure if she really loved it, but I'm willing to give it another shot to see if she likes it. But anyway, I was just thinking this would be a great day to kind of do an overview about what it's like to RV with a cat and share some of my tips and advice, things that I've learned along the way, maybe share some ideas and products that I use that make RVing with a cat better, maybe share some things that I wouldn't recommend and um, just kind of jump into that a little bit. So first I want to start with the story of Tucker and how she came into my life. I got her as a nine-week-old kitten and it was from an ad on Craigslist and she was about an hour outside of my home in Portland. I picked her up in Hood River, Oregon and when I went to pick her up before I went, I went and picked up a few pet supplies including a little kitten harness and literally like as soon as I picked her up I put her in that harness and tried to take her on a little tiny walk in Hood River she was a little bit scared so um, I didn't pursue it but the important thing was that I put that harness on her right away because I knew that I wanted to train her to walk on a leash and I knew that I wanted her to get used to having a harness on her that trip home um, was super sweet. I let her get adjusted to the RV for a few minutes. Actually, was planning to let her 
hang out in the RV a bit longer before we started the drive, but it was a really hot day. So it was kind of too hot in there for her to hang out. And when we drove home, she just kind of meowed around for a little bit. And then she ended up settling on my shoulders and she's two years old now. Now she likes to sit on my lap, but probably the first year of her life, she loved riding up on my shoulders. And I always thought that was super cute and actually kind of miss it a little bit, but she does still ride on my lap. Um, and so that is, that's still sweet. Um, I do want to sort of just start out by saying Tucker doesn't love driving days. That's probably why she's on my lap. She's not a super lap kitty, but um, on days when we drive, that's definitely where she wants to be. When it's time to go, she'll just hop in my lap and pretty much won't leave until we get to wherever it is that we are going. And... Um, yeah, sometimes it's a little distracting to my driving. And I also don't necessarily think it's the safest way to travel with a cat. It is definitely safer to travel with them in a hard-sided crate that is secured. But she didn't do well with that scenario at all. And um, I really want to make this enjoyable for her. So I know there is risk involved with the way that I'm traveling with her and it's not necessarily the way that I would recommend. So if you can train your cat to travel in a hard-sided crate that is securely attached, I would highly recommend that. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about the things that I did when Tucker was a kitten just to get her ready for camping. When I picked her up uh, was a time when I was still in my house or I was in my house. And so I wasn't living in the RV full time at that moment. It was when I came off the road because my older dog was getting ready to pass on. And so um, I was just living in my home at that time. So what I did was I spent as much time in the RV with her as I could. I would set my computer in there and work and let her lounge around. I wanted the RV to be a place that she thought of as her home. I fed her in there. I would bring in special treats. I brought in toys in there that were only in there. And um, I gave her cat treats in the RV and I never gave her cat treats in the house. And so it just became a place that um, she was comfortable with and she would nap there while I was working and it was super sweet. And from time to time, I would go for like a short drive around the neighborhood just so that she would get used to the movement and what that was like. And then the other thing I did was put her, like I said, I put her in the harness right away and just started to get her used to being in that so that I could start walking with her on a leash. And initially what I did was put the harness on her, just let her get used to that. And then I attached a lightweight leash that she could wear just kind of around the house um, with me, you know, there for short periods of time. I wouldn't let her drag a leash around without being supervised, but just to kind of get used to having a leash on her. And then eventually I started taking her outside in the leash. Um, and then the other thing I did is I got her a little kitty backpack um, and uh, and I started 
taking her on little walks just up and down the block at first and around the block. And, um, and she also liked that. And to this day, her backpack is kind of like her little safe area. Like if she's feeling insecure or something like that, that's the place where she will jump into, I guess, kind of like a dog crate, how the dogs like to go into their crate. Uh, when they when they want a safe place to hide out. That's kind of how I feel like her backpack is. So um, as much time as I spent with her trying to teach her how to walk on the leash and even in the backpack, um, I think, you know, we see these videos on YouTube and stuff where people are out like on these long hikes with their cats and, you know, going on five mile hikes down these trails with their cats. Like, I would just like to say that really hasn't been my experience. Um, my experience with her is more that these are cat walks, not, not dog walks. And by that, I mean, uh, put her on the leash and she will go maybe a hundred yards and then there will be a chipmunk that she wants to stalk for 20 minutes or, um, Maybe I'll put her on her little flexi leash and she will start attacking um, little grasshoppers and catching them and chasing them. And, and that will be our walk for the evening. Um, up here at the campground, I've started to take her down to the lake more and more. I'll just, if she doesn't want to walk down there, I'll just kind of pick her up and carry her because there's lots of bushes and things down in there for her to just kind of stalk and whatever. And then I get to have my experience of also like being by the lake. But I just like, you know, I'm sure there are maybe some cats and people out there who are able to take their cats on these kind of hikes, but Tucker just isn't one of those. And even the same thing with the backpack. She loves her backpack and it's fun to take her out in it. And we go on really, really short little hikes like, you know, 20 minutes maybe and then she's had enough and she starts getting antsy and I can feel her like jerking around in there and she definitely wants to get out but um but for me that's okay you know I this is about having an experience with my cat it's not necessarily about the fact that I need to take my cat on a 10 mile hike that's not necessarily what I'm looking to do um and you know it's definitely not going to be realistic with my cat and it's also important to understand your cats, like to sense into their body language and their cues. When a cat starts like breathing really heavy, like <laughs> they do this like panting thing, you know, they're really scared. And when I see that, I immediately like pick her up and take her right back home because I want this to be a pleasurable experience for her. And I want us to have a great time together while we're out here camping. And I've also noticed she gives me some cues about when she's done, when she's tired, when she's ready to go back home. She will just kind of lay down, lay flat, and just stop walking. And then I like encourage her to come along, and then she will start racing, and she'll start running, and then she'll like run up a tree. And when she starts doing those kinds of behaviors, I know, okay, that's it. She's ready to come inside for the night, and um, her outdoor time is over, and she is exhausted. And these are things I've learned about her just from observing and watching her. So I think it's really important to be just kind of tuned into your cat and get a sense of 
you know, what, what signals they're giving you. And, um, so that, you know, you can make this as positive an experience as you can for your little feline friend. So if you haven't camped with a cat before and you want to give it a shot, um, I recommend, you know, taking them out on a little trial, trial run here. And, um, what I recommend doing is planning a very short trip somewhere close to your home, somewhere you're familiar with, where you know pets are allowed, and um, make it be a camping trip just for you and your cat. Like, don't bring friends along, don't bring people with, who have dogs or kids. Like, just make it be about getting the cat used to camping. So, and I recommend, like, when you get to the campground, like, just make sure your cat feels comfortable. Maybe, you know, if they are used to being on the leash to open up the door and, you know, put them on the leash first, open up the door, let them get a look around. If they want to jump out, let them jump around, explore, that kind of thing. Do all that before you start your setup, before you start hooking up your water and electric or leveling or any of that stuff to just give the cat a chance to get used to their environment. Now, something that I have for my cat, which I absolutely love and has made all the difference in the world, is I have one of these little cat habitat tents, almost like a like a catio, but you know, it's a tent. It's all mesh. And when I bought it, you know, I wasn't quite sure how it was gonna be. I was like, is she just gonna like cut through that mesh but no she goes in there and she loves to sit in there she'll play in there she'll watch um the little squirrels and everything running around i put a couple toys in there for her and some water and she just she can hang out in her little cat tent for hours when i'm out running around on the campground doing my little duties as a campground host and it's really great to have that. And as a matter of fact, she's in that right now as I'm recording this because it's about twilight hour and I know she doesn't want to be inside yet. And so um, it's a really great, a really great product. And I didn't know how she would take to it. And I'm so glad I got it. It's made all the difference in the world. Um, the other thing I tried doing, which was less successful, was I actually tried hooking her up with a like a regular very very thin dog um, tie out and um, just attaching that to the side of the van or something and um, with that she can get out of her harness the way my cat harness is set up it fits her really well and it does great when we are walking and it has tension pulling um, back from it but if she can get to a place where she can get this leash taut she can squirm her way out of the leash out of the harness by backing out of it and so for a while when she was first a kitten I was able you know when she was younger I could just like tie her up and she would be fine but now she has learned so quickly how to get out of any harness I and I've bought like every kind of harness out there the no escape ones and this and that and she can get out of them all and how she does it is just by making the leash tight and then backing out of it like pulling herself out of it squirming out of it a little bit like a houdini so um what i started doing now is if she i want to let her run free and i don't necessarily want to be like 
following her around with the flexi leash, I've just let that, um, that dog leash just kind of hang loose behind her so she can walk. And it's almost like she's got this long tether on her. And um, unless it gets caught on a rock or something, she can't squirm out of it because she doesn't have that level of tension. And of course, I only do that when I'm around and watching her and see where she's going and um, can run and grab her immediately when she starts to head into the road or anything like that. But anyway, back to this initial like camping trip with your cat, you know, just remember it's about the cat and to just try to make it as positive an experience as you can for her. So have fun treats, have catnip, you know, whatever it is that makes your cat happy, play with her, um, you know, let her have an enjoyable experience and, um, and, and watch for her. If she's getting scared, like, you know, maybe cut the trip short, maybe, um, don't stay too long and just ease her into it little by little. They will get used to it. They will get used to camping. They will get used to the driving. They might not love some parts of it, but they'll get used to it. And as long as there are positive parts about it for them, I think it's great to have a cat at, with you as a companion. You know, observe your cat. You'll see what she likes and what she doesn't like. You know, maybe a tent, maybe she would like a tent. Maybe she won't. Maybe she won't, would like to be on a leash. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she just wants to stay in the RV the whole time, you know, and you just set her up at a, with a nice window perch so she can look out and look at things. There's no one way for a cat to be an adventure kitty, just like there's no one way to be a solo woman RVer. Just whatever works for your cat and works for you. I think that's the, the most important thing. Okay, a couple other things I want to mention. Uh, the first is food and water. Uh, make sure you bring whatever food that they're familiar with, but also bring some water from home. Um, you, you know, you're already creating enough stress and cats can be very sensitive to water. So when you're first heading out with them, bring a familiar water, something that, um, that they're familiar with the taste and smell of. And then um, the other thing I want to talk about is their litter box. Where do you put the litter box in an RV? So because I travel solo, uh, for me, I just put the litter box in the uh, passenger seat, like on the floor, right below the passenger seat. And that works out really well. And when I have somebody traveling with me, I'll like move it to the back or move it into the bathroom. Some people put their litter like in the shower um, some people create little special cubby holes like underneath one of the benches to put their cat litter. Um, the thing that I would just want to stress is to make sure that you get a low tracking litter and one with no odor because your um, RV is such a small space and those scented cat litters can really like smell up the place pretty quickly with an unpleasant, you know, I don't know, chemical flowery smell. It's, it's not very nice. Um, I just use regular arm and hammer. Um, I've been thinking about trying one of maybe one of these more, um, natural products, but this one seems to work well. It doesn't track too bad. I get the low tracking kind with no odor and, um, that seems to work pretty well for us. And, 
because I have it right next to the passenger door, it makes it super easy to scoop it every day. I just open the door and I collect uh, doggy poop bags, usually from the campground wherever I'm staying. I scoop it in to that and, uh, you know, change it, of course, once a week. But um seems to be pretty well. And I've never had anyone walk in and tell me like my RV smells like a cat and I don't smell it. And so every once in a while I'll ask people, Does my, can you smell? And as a matter of fact, I just had a visitor and she was like, I don't, I don't even know you have cat litter in here. I couldn't even tell. So, um, yeah, so that's how I deal with the cat litter. I'm sure there are other ways to deal with it, but that's been a super simple, easy way for me is just to put it right up under the driver, under the passenger seat. So I want to talk about your cat, my cat's comfort as well. Um, I recommend getting like a special bed or a blanket or something for them. I had a little bed for Tucker at first and then she stopped sleeping in it. And now I just have like a polar fleece blanket that I put on one of the chairs and she'll sleep on that or she will, um, often sleep on the chair that doesn't have the polar fleece blanket when it's hotter or something. I don't know. But um, to just have a spot that they know is theirs that they can feel comfortable in. And again, I have her little backpack. It sits underneath the bed. So it's kind of in like a little cozy private spot. So she can go in there whenever she feels like she needs to kind of hide out a little bit. But it's also important to have a spot for your cat where they can look out windows and see the birds and see all the activity that's going on around them. And then of course, I want to talk a bit about keeping your cat cool when uh, the temperatures get high because you're living in a van, it's not doesn't have the same kind of insulation as a house, even if it does have insulation. So it's important to make sure that you have good ventilation in your RV and maybe even an air conditioner, if depending on what climate you live in. Um, I'm finding that my cat can tolerate it a little bit warmer than my dog, but still, I mean, it can get it can get bake in here. And so I need to be really conscious of that. And so the tool that I have that helps me monitor my, um, the temperature inside my RV while I'm away is called a waggle. And this is one brand, there's other brands out there, but it is a device that monitors the temperature inside my RV and it will send me an alert on my phone if um, this gets above a certain temperature that I've preset. So for the cat, it's more like 83 degrees with the dog. It was lower than that because, um, she, you know, she couldn't tolerate it that hot. So I'll get an alert and then I know it's time to go back to the RV and turn the air conditioning on and let her cool off. I do want to say though, that this waggle only works if you're in, um, coverage with Verizon cell signal and my current camp hosting position is not and so my device hasn't worked all season and I was quite disappointed actually that I called the company to ask if I could pause my service because you it's a device that you buy and then you pay for a yearly service and I reached out to the company. Can I just pause the service? I'm going to be in an area with no cell coverage for five months. 
and they wouldn't allow me to do it. They would not allow me to cancel or, or I didn't even need to, I wasn't even asking to cancel. I was just asking to pause my billing for, um, the time because it wasn't, you know, there's no point in having this device if it's not working. And so right now it's just basically sitting in my RV as a hockey puck. And every two weeks or so when I do end up going into town, um, it does serve its purpose there. And that's actually probably where I need it more because where I'm at right now is it's upper in the mountains and it's a bit cooler. It's never getting that hot inside my RV and um, when I go to the city, it's often, you know, baking in the sun. If I'm in a grocery store or something where there's really no shade, it's more important in those instances to have this device to let me know that, okay, better get back to the RV because it's getting hot out there. So the, I use the Waggle, but I'm sure there are other brands now that provide the same service. And I'm not necessarily going to even mention or recommend this waggle because I was quite disappointed with their customer service of not allowing me to pause this device while I'm out of service. So anyway, that's that. And also I, um, there's been um, times when I'm traveling where I've needed to leave Tucker behind. Last summer, I went to see Brandy Carlisle in concert and it was out at the Gorge Amphitheater, which is an amazing place to go, by the way. Um, side note, but um, I uh, I couldn't bring my pet along. So I needed to find a pet sitter. And I just went on and found a pet sitter on rover.com, found a lady that had really good recommendations and dropped her off there. And I also uh, dropped her off when I went to Glacier uh, with a different person that I found on Rover. So that's um, a good app and a good way to find pet sitting when you're traveling in a, in a new place. And if you need to leave your pet behind for any reason, uh, um, it was it was super great. And especially the lady uh, who was outside a glacier. Oh, God, she spoiled her rotten. And um, it was really it, it was really great. So that's that's a great service for if you do need to go somewhere and leave your leave your kitty behind. Okay, and then finally, I want to talk about cats escaping the RV. Uh, Tucker, fortunately, has not escaped the RV. She's escaped from her harness. But um, actually, no, that's not true. She did get out once in, um, in my previous RV in Squeaky. I have these upper windows that didn't have screens. And uh, one night I had the window cracked uh, because it was super hot out and she got out and uh, freaked me out. It was in a place that I had heard coyotes all night. And um, I, when I woke up and nowhere to be found, I ran outside and luckily she was just kind of sitting like underneath the RV. Um, so, uh, but she does run. She doesn't come to me when called. She's not, I didn't, I wasn't able to train her to do that. I tried that kind of training and there are definitely online videos and stuff that you can watch to try to train your cat to come. Some cats do. One of my other cats always came when I called her, but she just doesn't. So um, that's something I have to be aware of. However, I do know that she does always come back. Um, and um, and so anyway, so here at this campground, she's she's not gotten out of this RV. However, she has, um, gotten out of that harness. And luckily each time I was able to find her, 
um, without any kind of device on her. However, I do know that they make tracking devices for cats. There's like a GPS one, there's a Bluetooth one, there's a radio collar. And um, I haven't gotten any of those. Actually, one of my um, camp posts, co-camp posts has something that he's used, uh, he put it on his uh, motorcycle to track in case someone steals his motorcycle and he was going to let me borrow it, see if it would work for Tucker. Um, right, I'm not super worried about it here at this campground because I know we've been here long enough. She knows where home is. And quite frankly, every time she has gotten out of the harness, she just hasn't gone very far. And because um, I'm only have her out on that tie leash when I'm kind of watching her, like maybe I'll turn my back for a minute to make dinner or something. And then I look out and I see the end of the leash with, you know, the harness attached and no kitty. Um, and then I'll go out and the longest she was probably gone was maybe like 15 minutes and I was able to locate her because she was at the bottom of a tree and she was stalking a squirrel and the squirrel was yelling at her. And that was how I find her. Um, she does kind of blend in. She's, she's, she's very camouflaged out here with her t brown tabby and calico uh, mix. So, um, but anyway, there are different tracking devices and I don't personally use one. Um, maybe if I was traveling more like moving around every day and was stopping at rest areas and things like that, where she might get freaked out and actually take off, then I might end up investing in something like that. I just haven't yet. So if you're listening to this and you have a device, like any, any kind of device that you like, reach out and let me know. I'd be happy to hear it. And, uh, maybe even like review a product something like that. So in conclusion, I would just like to say that, um, you know, camping with, with Tucker has just brought me so much joy. And it's just so nice to have a companion when you're solo, whether it be a dog or a cat. And, um, and so I try to appreciate that by just making as much fun for her as I can, making sure that I take the time every day to give her the kinds of adventures that she likes, which isn't necessarily what, you know, I would choose to be doing, you know, walking around like bushes or, you know, that kind of thing. But to make, but I want to make it fun for her and I want her to feel like she has, um, a good quality of life. So, um, that, and that's what it's all about is creating a good quality of life for you and for your pet companion. So anyway, thanks for listening to my episode all about RVing with a cat. I'd love to hear from you. If you travel with a cat, send me a picture. I'd love to see photos of all of you who are out there traveling with cats. Maybe some ideas that I didn't share that you have, please reach out and let me know. You can always reach me at Kathy at solowomenrv.com. And solowomenrv.com is where you can find the blog with more information about for solo women RVers. We've got tips and tricks there. We've got advice about certain products to buy, how to deal with loneliness on the road, all kinds of great articles there for solo women RVers. So, so thanks again for listening to another episode of the Solo Women RV Podcast. 
And until next week, we'll see you out there on the road. Ooh.